What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Welcome to a special edition of the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. We explore the big money issues in the world of sports. I'm Michael Barr. McLaren Racing CEO Zach Brown knows something about the U.S. motorsports market, having race cars himself growing up in America. In this special edition of the Bloomberg Business of Sports, Bloomberg Originals Chief Correspondent Jason Kelly sits down with Zach Brown to talk about how Formula One is growing in the U.S. and the future of the sport. For more than a decade, Formula One racing has been completely dominated by two teams. The world championship record is equaled. Lewis Hamilton wins the Turkish Grand Prix and is a seven-time champion of the world. Delight in Mercedes. Mercedes not happy. Red Bull will be delighted. They have shared a brilliant championship battle, but the championship can only And for the last couple seasons, Red Bull. But another team with a rich history in racing is all of a sudden turning heads again. One here at Silverstone. Lando Norris finishes in a brilliant second. Lewis Hamilton in third. Two British drivers will McLaren. be celebrating. F1 is high speed and incredibly competitive with winning and losing decided by fractions of a second. But behind those big name drivers like Lewis Hamilton or Lando Norris are hundreds, even thousands of team members. Over at McLaren, the person leading that effort is Zach Brown. A former racer himself, the CEO of McLaren Racing sat down with me to chat about all things Formula One, from how he manages his team, to the sports efforts around diversity, to the US market, and the future of Formula One around the world. I'm Jason Kelly. This is a special edition of Bloomberg Business of Sports. Tell me about you as a manager. You started as a driver and, you know, you sort of had this moment I've read about and and heard you talk about where you realized, all right, I'm actually better on the business side. (laughs) Um, and, And now you've gone obviously full into that. How have you de- developed it as a manager? What, what, how would you describe your style? I'm a, I'm a racer and a, and a business uh, businessman. I'm not uh, very switched on when it comes to technology. I've gotten uh, a lot better. That's been an area for me, me to learn. I wasn't very good at math and science, which you need to be if you're going to be in the technology uh, space. You know, I, I've got a great leadership team, and I think it's about uh, empowering um, knowing what you know, knowing what you don't know, uh, and there's a lot I don't know, so you need to have a lot of great people uh, surrounded and em- empower them, give them good direction. Uh, you know, my job, I feel like I work for the team as opposed to the team works for me. Mm-hmm. My job is to give everyone in the racing team the resources, the direction, and the support they need. So I think it's like a, a manager of a, a football team. You know, you try and get the best quarterback and the best wide receiver in the various positions and then you give them the direction and what they need and if something's not working you move the move the team around you change up the plays but at the end of the day it's the people on the field that need to make it happen and so I'm I'm one person but I'm uh, I'm, I'm kind of not on the field I'm uh, the biggest cheerleader what is the overall racing 
kind of ecosystem look like and, and, and where do you see that going? Yeah, for, you know, for us, we're, you know, we're a Formula One team first and foremost. We have an IndyCar team and that was because we wanted to have a larger presence in North America than our Formula One competitors. So as much as Formula One has grown here, we still have another slice of cake on, on top of, of that. And, then, uh, you know, most of our partners, North America is one of, if not their most important market. Mm. It's uh, the biggest market for our automotive business. So we wanted to kind of double down on North America, hence having the Aero McLaren IndyCar team. Sustainability is hugely important to us, as it is to our partners, our employees, our fans. So we're in Formula E. We actually acquired the Mercedes uh, championship team. And then we're in Extreme E, which is about sustainability and gender equality, because you have a male and female uh, racing driver. So for the first time ever, McLaren has a female racing driver mm-hmm. in Emma Gilmore. And then we have a great esports team. And that's really for that younger generation. And, you know, everyone wants to have a steering wheel in their hand at some point. I know I I did mm-hmm. as, a, as a young adult. And so that's kind of our selection of our racing activities, all co- very complimentary to kind of have a, a breadth and depth of opportunities for our sponsor partners, our fans, and our employees to engage in many different ways because at the end of the day, we're in the racing business. Talk to me about, you You mentioned the, the gender equality piece. It, it feels like there's a lot more talk about this, you know, here in 2023. I know you're investing pretty heavily in some STEM-related uh, efforts. You have Susie Wolf coming over to run the academy. So clearly there's some investment going on across the teams. What what needs to happen to really elevate that? How soon will we see a woman driving in, in Formula One? Well, I th- we're seeing it now. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's been, Susie was a, a great sure. racing driver. I think uh, what we need to do as a, as a sport, and you, you mentioned, uh, you know, our initiatives around STEM. We have 60 Scholars, which is uh, young women, uh, 18 to 23, where we're providing opportunities for them to get involved in motor racing. Obviously, the racing driver is kind of the most high profile mm-hmm. position in motorsports, but we want it to be engineers, mechanics, marketing, racing drivers. And so I think it's about uh, providing opportunities, educating, getting young adults, uh, kids excited about opportunities in the sport. So it really has to start at the grassroots level. And uh, we're seeing, you know, we're about 20% underrepresented in our workforce. We'd like to double that by the end of the decade. So that's it's moving at a pretty fast pace. And I think diversity gives you so much more um, information and diversity of thinking, uh, whether, again, that's on the race car, in the race car, or around the race car. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about what needs to happen in, in terms of the next level globally of, you know, widening the audience, obviously Netflix, you mentioned, has had a, a huge impact, certainly here in the United States. As you look around the world, what else needs to happen? You know, put on your your sponsorship hat or, or your sort of corporate development hat to keep growing the sport. Well, I think we need to keep doing what we're we're doing because it's it's working. And you know, digital. We're a technology-driven mm-hmm. sport. Our fans like to engage through technology. So I think we need to continue to lead the way on kind of digital engagement and, and connection with the fan. Um, our our sponsor partners. You know, we have some of the best sponsor partners in the world, the, you know, the Googles, the Goldman Sachs, the Cisco's, the Dell's, the Coca-Cola's, and they have such reach that they can help us bring in new fans. So I think 
you know, it's doing more of what we're already doing and staying current and leading the way. And I think technology plays a big role because technology is so relevant in all of our worlds today, whether it's our, our phone device or whether it's social media uh, or it's how you consume the race. And uh, so that's, that's an area that we need to continue to lead on. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Maybe not on the field, but with Drive to Survive and much higher viewership in this country and around the world, you know, you're now in a position to be as famous, maybe more famous than some of the drivers a few years ago. You know, maybe only true gearheads knew your name, Toto Wolf's name, Christian Horner, Gunther Steiner. And now, you know, you're getting stopped for selfies and all of that. What's that like being a manager and, and not a driver and having that sort of notoriety? Uh, you know, I, I think about the impression, you know, you mentioned uh, gr- growing up in L.A., my first ever race was Long Beach Grand Prix in 1981, mm. and I remember meeting a, a couple drivers and the impression it it made on me. So I think my job anytime I, I see a fan is to, is to help share the sport. So I, I enjoy it. Um, you know, anytime I want to stop for a selfie or a chat or an autograph, I you know, I feel my job is to let them get a little bit closer to McLaren, let them get a little bit closer to, you know, Formula One or IndyCar or whatever they're taking in because I know what an impression that uh, made on me as, as, as an individual. And so uh, I, it's part of the job, but I, I enjoy it because at the end of the day, we're in the sport and entertainment business. I've seen some people that kind of turn off and it's like, well, I'm not working. But I think if you're going to be uh, in, in the public spotlight, you're, you're always on. That's, that's part of the job. And I think there's a responsibility that goes along with that. So uh, I enjoy it. And the fans are great. So when you think back to your your days as a fan and then then as a driver, did you think this sport could ever get to the point that it is? Did you think it was a matter of time or is this a surprise on the upside for you? Um, in North America, I think it's it's certainly gotten bigger quicker than I thought it ever would because you know up until Austin in 2012 we didn't have a race for a while and if you look back at the history of Formula One in North America it changed venues every three years then it didn't race for a while then it came back to Indianapolis then it had the uh, tire fiasco and then it didn't race again so it kind of was never 
here to, to stay and uh, didn't have date equity or location uh, equity. So, no, I, I think from the sport, yes, the sport's always been massive in, in Europe and started to really grow in, in Asia back. But to have the impact that's had here in the States as quickly as it has had, uh, I didn't see that coming. And I don't think anyone did. Tell me about managing talent, um, especially in the car. Yep. Your decisions you make obviously have have huge consequences. You know, we've seen so much attention paid for obvious reasons to the two people who who are in the driver's seat. Yep. How have you evolved in, in as a manager of that piece of the business? That part's felt pretty easy to me, and I think that's because I used to to race. So while I wasn't as fast as Lando or Oscar or Fernando Alonso or you know, these great drivers that we've had drive for us, uh, I understand the mindset, you know, when to talk to them, when they're highly strong, when they're stressed, when they need a pat on the back. And so all the teams are, are different, but I've tried to really create a great um, uh, garage environment, if, if you'd like, because these drivers uh, they're all different. They're they're highly strong. It's pretty stressful, and so you need to know how to kind of get them into a great mental space because they're all great racing drivers. And I think with great athletes, it's about getting them in a in a mindset where they're comfortable in their environment. So y- you need to know kind of when and where and how to approach them and how to get them uh, feeling very comfortable. And they're all different. You know, Fernando Alonso when I joined McLaren, you know, he had a pretty difficult reputation great working relationship mm. with Fernando. But I, I felt like I understood him and he understood me and how I worked with Fernando was different than Lando, different from more how I'm working with Pato Award because they're all they're all different. And it's about just getting into uh, creating an environment where they're ultimately at the end of the day where they're happy. Especially in this era, what is it like to have someone just like blow up in terms of like their profile? I mean, Ricardo being obviously like Daniel Ricardo being like the a one example. Um, how do you manage that with when someone just goes from like, oh yeah, I know that guy, to now everyone knows that guy? Yeah, well, you know, so it's interesting. You know, Fernando Alonso, Daniel Ricardo, they were, you know, mega stars before they came to mm-hmm. uh, McLaren. So that's you know, th- then you're Great point. Yeah. you're kind of having to understand how to kind of bring on this person who's already larger than life. Then you have someone like Lando Norris, who's become a mega star, um, but was, you know, young and barely had his driver's license before he joined us. So you've kind of watched him grow. And I I think it's about uh, giving them their space, understanding how they they work, paying respect to them. And then, um, you know, fun is something that I like to have at the kind of center of everything we do. Because I think, you know, first of all, we race cars for a living. So that's even though it's stressful, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and, and we need to kind of keep grounded on this as sport and entertainment. And there's a time to be extremely serious. But then there's time to kind of enjoy what we're doing and bring that balance. And I think fun kind of brings stress down. And, you know, we all live on the road together. We're seven days a week, you know, traveling the world together. People like to be around fun people. So that's something that I've kind of tried to have in common with all the drivers. But there's a time and a place Um and sometimes they want to have fun, sometimes they, they don't. But I think that's, that's a, a key ingredient. Zach, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this special edition of Bloomberg Business of Sports. Formula One has become one of the hottest topics at the intersection of business, sports, and culture, and we've been all over it, including extended looks at Toto Wolff's leadership at Mercedes and the big push to capture the U.S. fan. Check out those Bloomberg Originals documentaries at Bloomberg.com slash originals. 
I'm Jason Kelly. Talk to you soon. Our thanks to Bloomberg Originals Chief Correspondent Jason Kelly for bringing us that exclusive conversation with McLaren Racing CEO Zach Brown. Thanks for listening to this special edition of the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. Tune in again for the latest on the stories moving big old money in the world of sports. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio around the world. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.